Hi, and welcome to a special episode of Her Way, Her Story. Recently, I attended the New South Wales Champions of Sport Awards and had the chance to interview three legends of Australian sport who won major awards on the night. In order, you'll hear my chats with Matilda's legend, Heather Garriock, the GOAT of Australian basketball, Lauren Jackson, and seven-time world surfing champion, Lane Beachley. Enjoy! Well, it's nice to see you again, Heather. Congratulations on the award festival. What does it mean? Because last year, Joey Peters received it. So how, what does it mean like to have um, different female footballers receiving this kind of recognition? Yeah, it just, just goes to show um, just how important and how prestigious women's football is at the moment. We've obviously seen the success of the, the recent Women's World Cup, which is a dream come true. But personally, uh, for me, uh, it was uh, really momentous, especially seeing my parents who spent a lot of time uh, taking me to training and really investing in my career and supporting me and believing in me. And then in the back end of my career, my husband as well, uh, supporting me and, and also uh, instilling the confidence that I really knew that I had. And you mentioned um, being interviewed up on stage before that you were 16, I think during the 2000s Olympics. And it's pretty crazy that it went from posing for calendars to having Sam Kerr on the cover of the FIFA Games. It just shows how much times have changed. Yeah, look, times have changed. Uh, we're in 2023. you got our best player in the world, who's Australian, it's Sam Kerr. She's on the front cover of um, the EA Games, which is incredible. But not only that, is the respect that women's sport has, the respect that the Matildas have in Australia, because we're not, we're not based in terms of um, we're usually called soccer as yeah. opposed to football. And now I think the narrative changed to, to football being the world game, but also being so respected in Australia. That's what makes me proud. Definitely. And I wanted to ask about when you went over to play in Chicago in 2009, when you were playing alongside Megan Rapino and um, Carly Lloyd. What was it like, kind of, that experience, like just getting to play alongside those legends like Carly and Megan? Yeah, look, they're two of my best mates and, and both the girls I still keep in contact with Carly. I even spoke to her this, this week, to be honest. And um, for winners like the both of them, for the quality, uh, what people don't know is they're people, and people first and foremost, but the reason why I was drawn to, to Pino and, and Carly is because of their character and their winning mentality, and they've shown that throughout their career, and in turn I've shown that as well, is you need to be a winner, and you need to work hard, and most people say, oh, you're lucky, Heather, but you know what? Uh, work ethic and working hard creates luck. And I've got a really, um, I guess, important one that I thought I needed to touch on when you took the Matildas to court um, for retiring you when you had a baby. and But you've kind of helped lead the way so that um, female footballers now, like Katrina Goh, for example, yeah. can have her kid and then um, take her on tour as well. Why did you kind of do that knowing that you weren't really going to be supported, I guess, and you didn't really make much money out of it? Yeah, no, it wasn't money the driving force. The, the driving force for me is to be able to set the standard and for every person that come after me to be able to be a mother and a, a professional sports person, whether it be a footballer or cricket or AFL player, I wanted them to be able to achieve their dreams, um, both as a mother and, and a professional sports person. And that was a long couple of years of my life. And, um, you know, it, it was tough for my family. But in saying that, to know that I've contributed to what's happened now for maternity rights and child policies and makes me really proud. In fact, during the World Cup, seeing Katrina Gorey, her daughter Harper and Tamika Yallop's daughter on the field, it brought a tear to my eye. Yeah. And just last, it's been a few months now since the World Cup. Have you kind of had time to process it all now that it's all been finished? Yeah, it's still for me to process it. It was a dream come true. It was one of the best months of my life. I'll never forget it. And I still smile at the thought of uh, the whole nation embrace the Matildas and they continue to embrace the Matildas.
Yeah, thank you so much, Ellie. Congratulations, Lauren. You've won one or two awards in your time, though. You've won a lot more than that. <laughs> but this is a rare one, and it's only been awarded to someone if um, the New South Wales um, Champions of Sport Awards really thinks that they deserve it. So how much special does that make it? Oh, it's super special. I think, you know, being um, awarded something like this, especially in your home state, it's um, it's special. And to be able to receive it in front of my family and my ki my son, um, it's, it's, it's incredible. And, yeah, I'm just really proud to be here. And... Yeah, I guess it takes it takes you back. You have to reflect on things and sort of think through it. But yeah, it's good. Yeah, I interviewed you after the um, Flyers um, Flames game um, at Key Centre last season, and you said it meant a lot. Um, you know, to kind of play there and yeah, to do it in front of your family and friends, like you mentioned as well, must make yeah. it even more special with one of your boys here tonight too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know, for me, I, I don't expect anyone to understand this, but the Hall of Champions. Um, I grew up looking at my mum's photo from the Hall of Champions in at my grandparents' house in Bankstown um, and at our house in Albury. Um, and I knew that my mum was in the Hall of Champions and I that was such a big thing. So for me to be um, honoured in this way, it's really, really special. And, and even tonight, um, you know, walking in with her hand in hand, that to me is something that I'll remember for the rest of my life. Um, you know, my mum's my best friend, she's my mentor, she's been my idol, she's my role model. And to be able to celebrate something like this with her is really special. Yeah, well, it's so cool that you're alongside her now. Um, and especially as well with what you're doing with She Hoops, why is that so important to you as well? Well, it's the next generation, you know, it's the work that we're doing off the court. And, you know, a lot of all the Opals, are, you know, and the WNBL players are really contributing to that. It's something that we're all trying to create together and trying to make something, um, I guess a bit of a movement in women's basketball. You know, we want everyone to feel included. We want that inclusivity that people are talking about, but we want we want the community to be connected um, from grassroots right through to the elite. And, you know, it's not just me pushing that. It's all the athletes, you see them out there supporting it, and it's something that, you know, we want. You know, I think that's really special. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lauren. And congratulations okay. again. Thank you very much. Congratulations, just first of all, it's great to catch up with you again, Lee. You too. Thank you. This <laughs> Thank is very exciting. <laughs> so you're inducted, um, you're now a legend in the New South Wales Hall of Champions, and just a few months ago, or a bit early in the year, you were inducted as a legend in the Sport Australia Hall of Fame, which yes. are both massive achievements, so Thank you are a double legend, which you said earlier. I am a legend squared. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean, I guess, as a woman and just also as a surfer to be kind of now accepted into this like huge group of other people? Look, I never... <laughs> I never set out to be accepted by the sporting world. <laughs> so I probably should have changed my phrasing a no, bit. It's okay. What does it mean to be like now yeah. as what, a legend? What, I mean, what does it mean to be recognised in this yeah, way? It, it means, you know, at first I didn't know what it actually meant, but now it means being considered to be one of the greatest athletes in Australia, you know, alongside people like Kathy Freeman, Margaret, Margaret Court, uh, Yvonne Goolagong, Donald Bradman, Dawn Fraser, like all these athletes that I, all, I looked up to and just and was just so inspired by it in the early stages of my surfing career and to now be sitting alongside them, you know, it's kind of gives me goosebumps. It's uh, pretty, it's pretty remarkable. I wanted to ask about what you were saying up on stage before in that yes. room where yes. you said that um, t titles two to six were kind of driven by fear. Yeah. What did that kind of mean that they were driven by fear? Well, what it meant was that I was just so desperate to win that um, everything that I did was was wrapped up like everything I felt like everything was just wrapped up in whether I won or lost and so I had like this real victimized mentality that if I wasn't 
winning, I was losing. And so those fear-based world titles took a lot out of me. They had this win-at-all-cost mentality. I was tagged as having the compassion of a tiger shark because I was so ferocious in my, in my desperation to win. So uh, that uh, took a lot out of me. And, uh, and now in my 50s, I'm in constant pain management because I didn't honour my body through that process. I wanted to ask about, a bit about your career and just, I guess, what you stand for a while with, as well, which is like equality with women and men's sport, yep. because you were kind of competing at a time when female surfers, some of them dressed up as boys because they thought that they would get, I guess, more approval and they would be taken more seriously. Yes. But I guess you'd be the judge of that. And they were <laughs> kind of put on during times when there weren't as good waves yes. and they didn't really have many sponsors. Yep. How hard was it just trying to be taken seriously in those times? It was very, very challenging to be taken seriously by the industry, by the governing body, by our male counterparts, even by each other. We had a scarcity mentality and that was uh, reaffirmed just by how little that we had and, and we were just all clawing for that little bit that could potentially get us all ahead of each other. And, and it was at a time where uh, women's surfing really lacked identity and presence and respect and we we collectively had to go through a lot of battles to break that down and even within our own minds within our own self-worth you know we had to embrace femininity and embrace our, embrace our beauty and embrace the power that women bring to the world and embrace our genuine difference I think we were just so desperate to earn the recognition and respect of men that we thought if we behaved like one we'd receive that and in actual fact that worked against us. But I guess now it's great because you and the other women that have kind of paved the way, like now we have more statues recognising female athletes like Betty Cuthbert and Sherelle McMahon and even you being inducted into the um, Surfing Walk of Fame in California. And I was also just really inspired by that. Why is it so important to kind of have more of these statues and have more of these women recognised? We've all heard the classic cliche, if you can't see it, you can't be it. And when women see other women succeed, it makes them believe that they can do it too. So we need more female trailblazers, more pioneers, more women willing to shatter that glass ceiling and pave the way for future generations, for young women like you who see it and go, I can be it. How do you think or do you think that the World Cup and all the Matildas' success has kind of, I guess, came into that, showing girls that they can really just, they can't be what they can't see? 100%. And you know what, I never really subscribed to that belief until after the World Cup. I used Because I became something that no one was able to see. I became a six times consecutive world champion. No other athlete had done that in my sport. But when the Matildas shattered every ceiling you can imagine in the game of sport, uh, it inspired a movement and inspired and ignited the hearts and souls of so many people irrespective of gender, irrespective of sport, irrespective of skill. It inspired people to go out there and pursue their dreams because the only limitations we have in life are the ones we place on ourselves. And just last, like I mentioned before, it's really inspiring for me and my generation and just this current surfing generation to have so many amazing female surfers leading the way like Sally Fitzgibbons, Molly Picklum, India Robinson. How exciting is that? It's incredibly exciting. You know, I, I, I was there for the start of Sally's career and uh, Molly Picklin won the Lane Beachley Award at my talent identification camp and Isabella Nichols has is, is, uh, always been part of the whole Surfing Australia culture and, and high performance movement and the likes of Tyler Wright and Stephanie Gilmore and Laura Anover. I mean, we've just got such incredible depth of talent, even Macy Callahan. you know, so many incredible young women. Fills me with immense pride and satisfaction to know that these girls are paving the way for the next generation. Thank you so much, Lane. Congratulations and thanks for being an inspiration. Thank you. <laughs> To support Hoei, visit the link in the description section.